the price doesn't matter. What matters is, do I feel like I have options right now? Do I feel wealthy? Do I feel successful? Do I feel joy in this? Yes? Great. Mission accomplished. That's the most important thing is the emotion of it. You're listening to Inside Acting, a podcast dedicated to demystifying the inner and outer game of success in the entertainment industry. I'm Trevor Algott. And I'm AJ Meyer. And coming up in episode 252, it's that time again for another quarterly review. As our longtime listeners know, we find this to be one of the most supportive tools when it comes to the inner part of the inner and outer game of success. Taking a moment to look back at the last three months to vulnerably and transparently identify what worked, what didn't work in the various domains of life. And then, armed with that knowledge and experience, declare what's next for the coming three months. It's one of our favorite types of episodes, and we hope you guys enjoy it too. Support for this episode of Inside Acting comes from Rehearsal Pro, the next version of Rehearsal, the essential app for actors that is now available in the iTunes and iOS App Store, which are really one and the same thing. It's available in the Apple App Store. If you want to learn your lines, be off book for your auditions, explore your character, make stronger choices, and do a bunch of other stuff, features are being pretty much added by the week. You can go to rehearsal.pro slash IAP right now and learn all about the cool new stuff that's happening in this new version of Rehearsal and download it for yourself. That's Rehearsal Pro, the groundbreaking app designed by actors for actors, found online at rehearsal.pro slash IAP. Hey, Trev, we've both got this like smooth jazz voice going on this morning. Yeah, well, yeah, for our listeners who don't know, we, we have both had a sort of long past couple days, and uh, it's early. <laughs> right now so i was listening to our our intro and i was like wow it totally sounds like it's morning yeah but yeah as soon as you started talking it was like hey hello i'm trevor algett and welcome to it's very like yes like smooth smooth jazz radio you've got the same thing going on a little bit too i know i know it's like hello so i just want to give a quick shout out to rachel out in new york (laughs) um you got to get super close to the mic you got to go Want to give a quick shout out to Rachel? Hey, I want to give a quick shout out to Rachel out of New York. She was hanging out with one of the producers of Heather's and uh, just want to say hi. Uh, yeah. Awesome. Anyway. <laughs> You're listening to Inside Acting. Yes. Hello. I don't know. She, I don't know her last name, but she said, I love their show. Um, somehow they figured out that they had a mutual a mutual friend in oh, cool. uh, Earth. Truly, so I just wanted to kind of say hi to to Rachel at NYC, um, and uh, we've got a, a couple of other quick announcements before we dive into the actual review part of the review. Um, and one of the most exciting is this member event we have uh, coming up. We teased it in the last episode, but we've got a lot more uh, details for you guys this time. 
So uh, we are basically doing an all-day discounted express headshot session with Best Headshots LA photographer Adam Emperor Southerd, who's one of our former guests. <clears throat> so on October 23rd, uh, which is a Sunday, we basically got an entire day blocked out for this, and it's going to be happening at uh, the Act Up Studios. We'll get you the exact address, but um, for now, just block out October 23rd in Los Angeles. It's, uh, it's in the valley somewhere. Um, we're going to be starting at about 10 a.m., and there's going to be these 30-minute time slots. Every 30 minutes will be a, um, a new uh, time slot for another actor. And uh, Adam is going to be uh, generously donating his time for $100 per, uh, for one look per slot. So in other words, in 30 minutes for 100 bucks, you get you know, a, a brand new look. Maybe add something to your, your portfolio that you don't have yet. Uh, add a look that you have wanted. Um, personally, I'm going to be doing it because I have really long hair right now and I don't have a shot with my hair down. So I, I will be signing up as well. Adam will be giving a special member discount. So if you're a member with IAP, make sure you let him know that. And there will also be a makeup artist available for, I think, an additional $25 if you want to get your makeup done before, the sh before your, your session. And you're going to be reaching out uh, to Adam directly. We're going to be posting the postcard and everything on our social media. So keep an eye out for that. But we definitely wanted to highlight it on the episode itself. Did I miss anything, Trev? No, that's it, man. We're going to post this, uh, this really cool graphic postcard thing uh, in the show notes for this episode, as well as included in all of our email newsletters leading up to the event. So if you uh, check out the website and are subscribed to our email newsletter, you'll receive all the information you need. And uh, you're correct, AJ. It's at uh, Acting Up Network, which is uh, on, on Burbank Boulevard in Burbank. So it's on, it's on that side of town. <laughs> on that side of the tracks. Yeah. Spoken like a true West Sider. It's, uh, <laughs> it's all the way fucking over there. <laughs> I don't know. Eagle Rock, Los Feliz. Yeah. It, it's somewhere. It's Yeah, I'm really excited for that. I really wish I could make it. I, I won't be there. I've got a, a conflict with my Vio to Gogo class for the month. Uh, it's the same day. But yeah, Sunday's always tough for you, huh? Yeah, well, uh, one Sunday a month, yeah, which just happens to be when we've had these past two events. Um, yeah, man. So that's really, um, that's really exciting. I hope a lot of people take advantage of it. Uh, Adam's a fantastic photographer. Check out his work at bestlaheadshots.com and, uh, you'll see, you can get some really fantastic, effective photographs quickly. Uh, and, and the dude knows what he's doing. So check it out. Okay, cool. Well, let's uh, let's roll into that then. I mean, um, let's see. Let me pull up your review here that you shared with me, and you've got uh, a lot that worked this quarter, which I'm really excited about. You, we usually just choose, you know, three things or so, and you've got five that uh, that worked for you. And I know a big focus for you this quarter was habit formation, and that's number one on your list. You you declared last quarter um, that you would focus on one habit every 30 days. So just for, for 30 days, you just focus on one new thing that you want to install in your life. And it, it looks like this was a real success for you. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was definitely the focus of this quarter. And I don't know that this was necessarily why so much worked, but you're right. Like there was a lot that worked. Um, 
It was nice to be able to look at this quarterly review document and have a lot of stuff to be able to write under the what works section and then have a hard time actually coming up with the what didn't work stuff. It's, it, that's not always the case, you know what I mean? Um, <clears throat> so yeah, so I'm, I am, as of today, I am 30 days into a meditation practice, um, which is something I've always wanted to do and always I wanted to have in place. And it's, it's amazing. It's, it's, you know, I don't know that I'm any, you don't really like get good at meditating, right? It's not something, you know, it's, it's a skill, but it's not one that you're necessarily like, oh yeah, now I'm a, a master meditator. Um, I think that people, you know, there are people who go and study it and people who like live with monks and, you know, spend a lot of time in that, in that space. But, um, it's really just more about the awareness and, um, and that has been, um, a fascinating and rewarding practice for sure. And then in terms of the habit formation, just in general, I, you know, I learned a lot about the way that I personally work, not only from revisiting, um, re-listening to Gresham Rubin's book, um, better than before, but also just in the doing of it, the, the actual taking steps to see, okay, how do I function in terms of, you know, habit formation and and honestly like having these apps to support me like headspace for meditation plant nanny for drinking water uh, habitica for everything else like um it's been it's been great like I, I don't want to be dependent upon these things but hey if there's a tool and i know how my brain works and i know that gamifying things is is going to be supportive then why not you know so um so yeah that was a big the habit thing was a big win and I'm excited to continue to do that. And I did, I just, I focused on one at a time just to make sure that like I could continue to stick to it basically. That's awesome. I, I've heard it said by a lot of, um, I don't know if you call them experts, but people who, who write and think and work in the field of habit creation and they all say one habit at a time. <laughs> and that's such a common mistake is that we all try to do everything all at once that, you know, that's a very general statement I just made, but it seems to, to be the sort of common approach, at least in America. It's like, you know, we just are raised to be like everything now. And, uh, and that's not usually the way uh, our brains work. So, uh, it's really cool to hear that, that this is, um, that you were able to really discipline yourself to just bite off, you know, one piece at a time and really take the time to put it in your life. And I actually downloaded, uh, or not downloaded, but I, I queued up, um, Gretchen Rubin's book better than before based on your recommendation. So I've got that in my audible queue now as well. Yeah. Be, be ready to take notes. Um, because you know, there's a lot of, uh, personality profiling stuff in there and, and it really, it's really supportive. Like I have a list now of all of the, uh, <laughs> the sort of labels she would label me as. Um, and, but it's really supportive to know how you or I or any individual, creates habits or sticks to habits or doesn't stick to habits. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's great. Sweet, man. Great. And then uh, another thing to celebrate here, this is the, the big obvious one. Uh, shit, man, you booked your first big major primetime network TV show gig and it was a, a great role uh, on NCIS LA. I mean, our listeners know all about that, but uh, can you maybe just comment on what a, what a game changer that was for you in terms of the inner and outer game? I, w I would say like, what was game changing about it was just being on a set and being like, okay, like this is, I'm, I know how this works and I can 
be on a set and be professional and like do whatever it takes to make that a pleasant experience for everyone, the crew, the rest of the cast, the director, et cetera. Um, as that, as those roles get bigger, you know, it will, there will be more, uh, perceived pressure and I think that will be the interesting next step it's like okay now I have a guest star like a big guest star role like a top of show guest star role or I have a you know um a, a series a recurring or whatever and it's like okay this this feels a little different so we'll see you know cross that bridge when we come to it and I joined the the understudy cast of bars and measures because I knew that it would be happening around the same time. And I wanted, I wanted to have something to talk about just in terms of once again, perception, like in terms of marketing and that kind of thing. I talked to Ben Whitehair about this too. There is something to be said for having something to show for all the hard work for people who don't get the business. Yeah. And, and, and what I mean by that is like, you can have a really fantastic year as an actor and have nothing to quote unquote show for it. Like you can have a lot of success, a lot of movement, a lot of things moving forward. You could have tons of callbacks and all this stuff. And people are like, Oh, you're an actor. Like what, what might have I, what might I have seen you on? You don't really have, you're like, well, look, it has been a really great year, but as someone who's not in the entertainment industry, I don't know how to explain to you that it's been a really great year. Yeah. I just don't know how to get it across to you as opposed to being like, Oh yeah, I was just on an episode of, I was just on the season premiere of NCIS LA. Right. <laughs> you right. know? Like that's helpful yeah. <laughs> to yeah. kind of explain to the outside, outside world, but that doesn't change my, my inner game. You yeah. Know? And can you comment just really briefly a little bit more on, um, I mean, you said you joined the understudy cast so you could have something else to talk about uh, or something else to kind of show for, you know, the, the timing of this airing of this, of this episode. Uh, I, I know, of course, you enjoy working at Boston Court. You've worked there many times in the past. Yeah. Um, and you've, you know, obviously great, get to be on stage and be in front of an audience and, and that. But um, it's interesting. I've never heard you say that, like, oh, I took this gig specifically, not because it was creatively challenging or, or things like that. And, of course, every job is a creative challenge, more or less. But but you said specifically I took it for almost like the perception of it. This, it's, it's, it sounds like more like a marketing move than anything. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it, it was, it was, it, you know, I, I wouldn't say calculated cause there's, you know, negative connotation. We have negative connotations with that word, um, in some instances, but it was, it was, a, it was a marketing move. If I, if I hadn't done that, I might've gone out and like shot a short film or something just to have something else because it, because so much of this, industry is perception and I wanted to be able to send out my first actor newsletter which I did and and I wanted there to be something else in that newsletter besides the episode you know so you hit the nail right on the head that's absolutely right cool and I think there's there's a lot to be said for that a lot of the work that that you see um you know working actors do is is not always I guess they don't always do it for the art you know I mean sometimes it is it is you know a, a chance to build their brand or they just need the paycheck, you know, or something like that, or they need to, they wanted to build a relationship or they have a contract with that studio. Um, so I think it's just worth pointing out that, that, uh, a lot of the times that's how the business work. It's not about like, Oh, I booked it or this looks fun. Uh, it's, it's like, well, yeah, I need to piggyback on this, the eyeballs for right now. Yeah, exactly. 
Exactly. Cool, man. All right. So you also paid off. Uh, we won't spend a lot of time on this, but uh, you've been making a lot of steady progress with uh, paying off your credit card. You spent, you paid. You told me the other day you paid off uh, one of your student loans, which is that's got to feel amazing. Yeah, I mean, it was a, it was a small one, but just to have that, you know, it, it goes along with, and I talk about this later in, in my review. Just being a finisher, like even the, even even if a loan is small or credit card is small, when you have it paid off, you don't have. There's no more willpower, and atten- there are no more attention units required for mm-hmm. that thing. Yeah. You know, so um, and that goes along with my next point too, which uh, I dec- I said in my last review, what what wasn't working was like my house being out of order. Mm-hmm. Like get your house in order. Like uh, there was a lot of clutter and. Um, things that needed to be organized, et cetera, et cetera. And my house is in much better order now. And, you know, paying off these, you know, credit cards and, and this small student loan, it's just less and less to think about. And, and of course, what that does is for most people, for myself, I'll speak from, for myself, like it opens up my mind for other things, like hopefully to be creative. Yeah. You know? Same yeah. thing with the next the next point. You know, I I got my inbox down to zero this quarter, and you know it's creeping back up right now. But the next time I have you know some time to sit down and process email, it will be it'll go fast because it's it's already been there. It's already been down to zero, you know. And so it's all all this to say it's freeing up the space for um, Alaska, which I talked about earlier in the quarter, and and being creative. And and not being so not I don't know anxious all the time, uh, and it's, it feels great. And I think that's part of what, why there's so much in the what worked section. Cool. I would say, yeah, there is so much to be said for uh, mental real estate and and letting things go and getting things in order and just closing open loops in our lives and how that can feed our creativity and allow you know create the space for new ideas to to come in and new um, you know discoveries to to be made. Because your your you know your room is not full of like tenants that haven't paid their rent. <laughs> that makes sense. You I know love what I mean? that. Yeah, I love that. That's a that's a really that's a really fun analogy. <laughs> yeah. So just to to keep moving on here, um, you you listed under what didn't work. And by the way, congratulations on a stellar stellar quarter. Um, it, so much good news to celebrate, and I'm constantly inspired by your example. But but moving into what didn't work, you say you you kind of bit off more than you can chew a little bit. Or not quite. You actually put it right here. I wouldn't say I, more than I could chew. But uh, you, you said um, just because you can make something happen in your schedule, like just because you've got the free time, doesn't mean necessarily that you should be scheduling every last minute. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was that was the big lesson. It was like I was working. I am working two jobs. I have my my job at Apple and my job at our, our theater, the Kirk Douglas. And what I love about these jobs is that they are flexible enough to allow me to do the things that I want to do, like going out on auditions or being able to, you know, join the understudy cast of Bars and Measures, right? It's, it, I was able to block out the times I needed for rehearsals, um, for the performances, and that, you know, I was able to make that work. That being said, what it meant was that every single minute of every single day, almost, like I don't want to, I don't want to exaggerate, but it was nearly every single minute of every single day was full of something. It was either work or work or rehearsal or, you know, something else. And so what happens is, you know, your relationships 
uh, you know, take a back seat or start to suffer as a result of that, your, well, I'll speak from my, my relationships, you know, start to suffer as a result of that. My, um, other goals and other plans and other things that I want to accomplish start to, you know, take a back seat or, or suffer as a result of that. And, I, you know, I'm sitting here looking at all the things that I'm doing, all the things I'm up to. And I'm like, you know, this is, this is awesome, but probably not the best idea. So I'm just hoping that the next time this comes around and I'm, I'm, you know, we talk about just say yes all the time on the podcast and hopefully I'll, I'll be able to remember this and know that if that's a, a yes, that's going to support me or not, or if it would be more supportive for me to say no. Um, I'm, I have no regrets at all about the decisions that I'm making. I just, I haven't been, you know, it hasn't been supporting my sleep, for instance, and all these things that uh, I get to just, you know, notice and be ready for the next time a situation like this comes around. That's all. Yeah, I have, I have the exact same experience in my life. It's like I schedule things because I have the time, but I'm not taking into account. I'm not like projecting forward and thinking a little bit more about it and saying like, okay, well, I've got these things scheduled before and after. What's my energy going to be like? You know, and really optimizing your schedule and saying like, okay, is this is this in alignment with with my larger vision for my life? You know, is this going to support me in that day's flow of things? And so, you know, maybe it's worth um, people listening who are experiencing the same thing, worth going back and listening to the, the Craig Ballantyne episode because that dude, yeah. has, he has his energy and his schedule and his vision and, you know, daily tasks like handled, aligned, <laughs> you know, done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he talks about, a lot about that specifically, you know, yeah. and not only in the episodes, but of course in his books and everything. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, number two, uh, kind of plays off of what you, you put there in point number one, which is, uh, you said that sometimes your actions were purposeful, but most times you felt like life was kind of happening to you rather than you happening to it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's it. That's the whole thing. There's not really much more to that is it, it, it's just that, with everything sort of packed in like that, you're, you're a little bit, I'm a little bit on rails, you know, and, and, and what that means is that if there's, if there are things that I want to accomplish, like I'll just throw out a very quick example, this sort of behind the scenes video that I wanted to make in my experience on NCIS LA, like I want to put that together and get it posted, but there's been zero opportunity to make that happen like I just all I need is like I mean maybe an hour you know to be able to sit down and do that but I'll tell you what man right now if I have an hour of free time it's a blessing and I'm probably not going to be doing much other than sitting there and yeah recharging and recharging you know so anyway that's one example and there's a ton of things like that so um you know it's part of the reason my actor newsletter actually went out at the last minute I mean it worked out because I was able to say like NCIS LA tonight but I wanted to do it sooner than that. So that's all. And, um, you know, Habitica is helping because I put my load, my, my to do's in there. Or I load the things that I love putting the things that like I want to be a finisher about in there. That's, that's a lot of fun, but then I get to actually finish them, right. <laughs> actually, you know, execute on that. And that has to come from me, not from some app. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 And then just piggybacking off of that, the third point that you included under what didn't work this past quarter was uh, a lack of routine. You know, habits are one thing you said, but uh, not supporting, not backing them up with routines, not installing them in your life by just creating a sort of workflow um, you said wasn't working for you. Yeah. Yeah. So if the 
like using the meditation as an example, there have been multiple times over the past 30 days where the meditation happened at like, you know, 11 o'clock at night, like before I go to bed or whatever. And that's okay. There, you know, I know people who meditate after they wake up and before they go to sleep every day, they meditate twice. It's not about a right or wrong way to do it, but it just goes to show that it was like left to the last minute as opposed to, you know, having a morning routine a la Trevor Alget, where it fits into that morning routine and it's, and, and you just get up and you're sort of on, on speaking of being on rails, you're just on rails for that first hour. So if I, you know, implemented some kinds of routines that were, and, and Gretchen Rubin actually talks about this in, in, in the book, these triggers that trigger other things to, to happen. So you go from one thing to the next and it's just very natural because that's the way that the routine works. That's the way it takes you from one thing, thing to the next. Because right now the habits are happening, but they're happening sort of haphazardly. That's not supportive to their continued execution. I'm really proud of myself for, for implementing these, these habits that I did over this last quarter. And, and I have missed very, very few days with all of them. And, you know, that's been great. And it's just such a great uh, reminder and also great that the habits are in place. I just know that some kind of routine would actually make them um, more bulletproof. Yeah. If you will. I like that. I like the way you put that. Yeah. 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 Just kind of lining them up and and putting them into a workflow, I think, is is really um, key to to getting them into a sustainable form. Right. Right. Yeah. I'm with you on that. Uh, cool, man. Well, that the cool, the good news is like all of those things that you mentioned that not working, that's like high level stuff. <laughs> like, <you> know, <laughs> that's true. Like, you're, that's you're, true. You're, you're playing a big game when you know you're what, what's not working is, is things like you described. So, uh, congratulations again. So moving on and continuing with, uh, with, uh, with what's next, you've got, uh, three things listed here. And the first one is continuing with, with habit formation. And supporting with routine. So that's, that's a nice piggyback off of uh, what we just talked about. So just, yeah. just kind of continuing to install new habits one at a time every 30 days and start to line them up and, and build routines around them. Right. So it's, so I, I, uh, you know, I had three months because that's, you know, how we split up the year. We do these quarterly reviews. So I had three months. So I got, you know, three very uh, specific supportive habits in place now. And I don't want to stop that. Um, so, you know, it's, it's interesting figuring out, okay, well, what's next? What do I want? You know, what's the next habit that I want to instill? Um, and I will get to, you know, figure that out with, what the next one and the next three are going to be. But I, I just don't, I want to make sure that it continues. So that's why I declared it in the what's next section. I don't want to like rest on my laurels. Like, well, I did three, I got three habits in place and now I'm done for the rest of my life. I never have to. Right, right. It's still another habit. So yeah, yeah. And then you you also have uh, work on being a finisher. And you said it, it doesn't matter what it is almost because the habit itself is so so supportive that it can be applied in so many ways. So what exactly? I mean, working on being a finisher that makes a lot of sense. But what do you mean by um, um, the habit itself being so supportive and applying that in many ways? The the habit just being being a finish making being a finisher a habit. Oh, is what, oh, is what gotcha. I meant. Gotcha. Um, making that habitual. So, you know, this goes, it just goes back to what Jennifer, like when we had Jenna Fisher on, I have not been able to get that out of my head, the idea of being a finisher. And so it in and of itself is a habit. And that's what I mean about it. It almost doesn't matter what it is. If you 
pay off a credit card, if you clean your room, if you finish a task, if you if you create a list of to-dos and then you finish all those to-dos, it just it, it reinforces my ability to be a finisher and also reinforces my keeping my word to myself. And when you are your word, it's it's huge. It's everything. And so I, you know, putting these habits in place and, and, and using Habitica and stuff. By the way, please jump in. I think uh, Kater is the only person who's jumped on the uh, IAP, house, house IAP, right? Yeah, um, yeah. And I keep, I keep talking about it, but if more people want to jump in there and, and party with us, literally and figuratively, please do. Yeah, just email email me or email the podcast or email me, Trevor, or find me on Twitter or something and I can add you to our, our party. You'll have to sign up on Habitica first and then give me your user ID and then I can, I can plug you into the, the group. But it's been fun, man, hasn't it? Yeah, it's great, and it, and, and it is. It's very it's very supportive. But and, and I I've loaded things into there that I'm like I want to be a finisher on this thing, and some are uh, you know pretty old in terms of to dos, like they've been in there for a long time. But um, at the same time, it's it's nice to be able to get them out of my brain and onto the page. What is what does uh, David Allen say? Like you know, getting it out of your out of your mind and onto the page or whatever. And how that's that, how supportive that can be, um, but I want I just want to cultivate that habit of, of of being a finisher. Yeah, awesome. I love that. I, I use it for the same thing. I have a bunch of things that I want to do that that don't necessarily have a deadline, but at least they're not knocking around in my head on repeat. They're in a place right. that I know I'll see them every day, and I can just let that go and free up that space for new ideas. Right. Exactly. Cool. Exactly. And then the, the third declaration and the final thing that you put on here is that you really want to put a focus this quarter on getting an LA agent. Yeah. I, I have my agent in New York and I have my manager here in LA and that has been working for me so far and it, it probably would continue to work, but I just haven't had the mind space to really go after um, an LA agency and now that, you know, uh, we're in between shows with the Kirk Douglas, so I'm only going to have one job instead of two. And uh, we've got um, my, my show is basically coming to an end because I only have the two guaranteed performances of that. I'm going to have a little more time coming, coming up. And um, not only are Jasmine and I going to be taking some time away, but also I, I want to get back to some of the shoring up some of the holes, if you will, in my acting career. And, and to me, that's, that's a big one. And, and now I feel, I just, I put it there because I, I, I now feel like I have the brain space to address it. Right. And you're not, you're, you're focusing mostly on theatrical, right? I mean, you're not looking for commercial representation. Right. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> I don't think uh, the same guy. I mean, maybe, but I don't think the same guy who booked the uh, terrorist role on NCIS LA is is going to be uh, slinging. I don't know toothpaste, candy bars, or t- <laughs> toothpaste, or yeah, exactly. So we're gonna we're gonna energetically not focus on the uh, the commercial agent thing. Okay, cool, man. Wow. Well, again, congratulations on a stellar last three months, ninety days, uh, and. Uh, 
got you've got big things coming up, man. This is really, really exciting. And I really love having this high, like I said earlier, these sort of high level conversations with you about, you know, um, what it takes from a character perspective and, and what are the little things we can focus on for the biggest, you know, high leverage results. And that's everything that you talked about here. So this is really exciting. If listeners would like to see uh, both my and AJ's quarterly reviews, you can see the link to those in the show notes and we'll also post them in the membership. And uh, if you'd like to do your own, if you're listening and you're thinking like, I want to try this, uh, just put a few things under what worked, what didn't and what's next. And uh, I would recommend printing it out and sticking it up on a wall, you know, near your workspace. So you'll see it every single day to keep it in your brain, because I think it's easy to do these kind of things and then just sort of forget about it and then come back 90 days later and go, oh, yeah, what did I what did I put down? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, that didn't happen. Um, So uh, congrats, dude. Congrats. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, brother. Um, I really appreciate that. Um, we got to switch hot seats here. But before we do, of course, we have to mention our sponsor, one of our sponsors, VO2Gogo.com. They're the award-winning voiceover training system and winner of Backstage's Reader's Choice Award for Best VO Training four years in a row. Visit VO2Gogo.com slash start for a free getting started in voiceover online class that will help you add voiceover to your acting portfolio. That's VO, as in voiceover, the number two, gogo.com slash start. So uh, I'm, I'm really excited to, to celebrate, especially your, your first one here in, in the What Worked, which was your, your music, because it was, I mean, first of all, you, it was your word, right, for 2015? Uh, 2016. Yeah. Oh, 2016. Yeah. Awesome. So we're, we're, we're tackling it. And also just, you, 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 you talk about it a lot on the podcast and, and, and even offline when we're just, you know, hanging out and talking. And I'm just so glad to see you actually, um, creating output. You know, I mean, even if you didn't share it, which you are sharing it, which is lovely, but even if you weren't sharing it out, the fact that you're, you know, generating some, 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 uh, tangible results for yourself, I think is awesome because, you know, I know how important it is to you. So, um, how, how, I, I, let me ask you, how important has it been to you this, this quarter to, to be making this music? Uh, uh, I mean, good. You know, when you make anything, um, it, it, it you discover things about yourself, you know, it's in the process because it's, it's, uh, you know, it, it requires you to, to sort of access some intelligence that either is within you or outside of you or whatever. Um, so it's been a, a big sort of spiritual breakthrough to actually complete something and then ship it and have it out in the world and, you know, deal with the insecurities around it and things like that. So it's been it's been far more spiritual than I than I anticipated it would be. Um, and I, I noticed that making music is, is one of those things that I just, I immediately lose track of time on. Uh, I could do, work on it for 10 hours and not even get up to like go to the bathroom. And I, I, I caught myself the other day thinking like I was just sort of, you know, walking around and I was like, man, I, I got to fix that one little thing in this, in this song I'm working on. And I was like, it'll take me five minutes. I'll just jump in and do it right now. Well, three hours later, look up and I can't stop working on it, you know, and I'm hungry and I'm tired and I'm like, no, I got to I got to just finish this one extra part. And, and it's just, that's just one of those, we all, I think, or at least many of us have those things in our lives that we work on that time just disappears. And for me, 
uh, working on music is one of those things. The trick is to just get my butt in in the chair to to do it. But once I open up the project file and start working, and I set up the mic and the keyboard and the guitar and whatever, it's it's game over, man. Like I'm not gonna come uh, up for air for a day or so. That's a good thing. Like you you like that you get that you get sucked into the to the work. That's not like a it's not taking you away from other things kind of thing or. Well, you know, there's just a lot of joy there. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and yeah, sometimes I, you know, I, yeah, it can be dangerous because it can cut both ways. I can, I can neglect other things in my life. A lot of times when I've sort of tweaked my back, it's come after a couple of days of excessive sitting, <laughs> you know, and hunching over a computer or something. And so that can be the the negative, you know, the, the negative part of it. So yeah, I've got to, I've got to uh, just be cognizant of of how much. Uh, of that, of that I indulge in at a time and make sure I schedule regular breaks and things like that. And, and, you know, get outside and talk to people and exercise the other parts of my life. Cause it's very easy to sort of go down that hole and not come back up for, for um, that's awesome. I, you know, one of the things I want to highlight really quickly before we move on, is just, um, how you said, you know, whenever you're, you, whenever you focus on a creative thing, whenever you allow yourself to, to be, creative, especially if it's something you're passionate about, you, you said you learn a lot about yourself and that's, that's beautiful. That's so beautiful. Such a beautiful sentiment. And, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm happy for you. And, and, and I, I love that that is what this creative outlet is, is supporting you with, mm. I guess. Yeah. So that's yeah. really cool. Um, I was just going to say, speaking of learning about yourself, like you have here under, under number two, the, the authenticity piece uh, and ways of being, specifically having to do with your, your meeting with your agent and um, allowing that to, to, to lead you into new ways of being with, um, you said, honesty, trusting in the big picture, the bigger picture. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so... Uh, hopefully most people have heard by now that I had a, a meeting with my agent and I basically um, hit the pause button on our professional relationship or maybe it was the stop button. I don't know if, if that's a relationship I can revive or not uh, or even if I you know am interested in doing that. But I was you know we were up in Davis watching First Squad and I definitely did understand while I was watching that that I am very much still an actor. Yeah, uh-huh. the, the second point here on what worked is just authenticity and I'm learning that above everything else, what I'm most interested in is living an authentic life moment to moment. What I feel is my, the truest expression of me and the truest, um, um, interaction with the world. And so for me, the the bigger picture is just like, how do I live in as much alignment as possible with what brings me joy? I I want my life to be a bunch, a bunch of get to's and not have to's. Mm. That's, that's a little bit of transformation speak for some of our listeners who may not have done that kind of work. But basically the thing is I want my life to be a a bunch of hell yeses and not a bunch of like, oh man, I have to go do this now. So, uh, that's really what it's about. It's about moving through life, feeling like I'm keyed in on the things that, Basically, my life being one big affirmation. Cool. Well, this next one almost it seems like it will act as a segue into the what didn't work because you said it was both. So under what worked, you have fitness and social. Both did and didn't work. And then see below. Both did and didn't work. Plateauing, not being very disciplined with eating and sleeping, 
seeking both regularity and adventure. So what do you mean by, I mean, I guess start off with what worked with fitness and social and then move into what didn't work. And we'll just use that as a segue. Yeah. Uh, fitness, um, you know, that's one of my mainstays in life. That, that's one of my anchors, like the, one of the, the legs of the table that sort of keeps everything you know, in place for me. And I've got this great routine where I get up every morning and I've got a whole bunch of things that I do. And one of them includes, you know, doing one of these great beach body program workouts in my living room, which I love and are extremely effective. And I feel like keep me in some of the best shape I've ever been in, in my adult life. At the same time though, um, it's, it's, uh, working out alone in my living room <laughs> and that, there's nothing wrong with it. I actually prefer it most of the time, but, uh, I'm also learning that like it's starting to get a little bit stale for me. I just need a little more variety. I need to get onto my bike more, um, maybe even go running, which is something I never thought I'd say because I hate running. But I, you know, I'm craving the the variety of it, and I'm learning also that that's the same with my social life. I have a very small, tight circle of friends that I see and talk to more or less, kind of when I have to because we've scheduled something. Like with you, for instance, AJ. Um, I love you to death, and we only really talk to each other, catch up, or see each other when we have a podcast thing scheduled. And I only talk to like my my social interactions are in such controlled environments, and I just I, I want more spontaneity in my life. So that's what I mean when I say they they both do and don't work. Got it. All right, cool. Well, uh, moving on to to what's next uh, for you. So, uh, first one, I we actually just talked about this um, on our road trip, but you were talking about. Um, well, focusing on music, but also getting uh, uh, go, going after a voiceover agent. Yeah, yeah. My my vision increasingly for my life at this phase of my life is is to really work consistently in voiceover. I enjoy it. I have all the training I need. I have lots of access to it. Um, I enjoy teaching the classes, and I really want to make that a, a mainstay of both my artistic professional career uh, and also my income. So, like I said before, every time I've sort of leaned into voiceover as a as an income stream and as a as an art form and a profession and all that, it's it's treated me very well. So, I really want to get to the next level, get a great agent, and start you know working the big jobs. Um, and then uh, just you know creatively, I also want to um, make sure I ship another song uh, with vocals on everything this quarter. And uh, I have my eyes on a cover, an Alice in Chains song that I've been wanting to cover for a long time. But I also have a bunch of original songs that I'd like to, you know, give life to, breathe life into. So maybe that'll happen. One of the two uh, will happen this quarter. Um, then uh, you say uh, live from vision and abundance. And I know, you know, ways of being are huge. But do you want to drill down and be a little more specific about that one? Yeah, we, we've kind of talked about this. So we don't need to spend a ton of time on it. But um you talked about it in your uh, review as well, but I think it can best be summed up by the words vision-based living, you know, happening to life rather than life happening to us. So mm. that's so huge. And so, uh, you know, living from vision and abundance, having a vision for my life, intentionally taking steps towards that, filtering out the noise, and also knowing that, you know, the world is out there for every one of us, uh, it, you know, at the asking, all we have to do is declare it and, you know, li act as if, and we can create anything in our lives. And so often I've come from the place of like, 
I don't have enough money or that money's already earmarked for something else. And, and sometimes, you know, I think back to that one listener who wrote in and, and he said like whoever was talking about, you know, uh, being on a budget or whatever, like you're, you're damaging the law of attraction. And I feel like I kind of judged that comment from him or her harshly, uh, because he said, or they, she said, whoever it was, they said something like, you know, go buy the $5 latte. You know, it's about feeling wealthy. And sometimes that is exactly what's needed. I may not necessarily have the money earmarked in my budget for that, but if I'm walking around feeling poor, feeling like woe is me, feeling restricted and trapped, that I'm going to create more of that in my life. So some, I'm learning that when I feel that, what I need to go do is immediately go treat myself to something frivolous, mm. something mm-hmm. totally frivolous. Yeah. You know, and then it, it may just be a couple bucks. It may be 50 bucks. The price doesn't matter. What matters is, do I feel like I have options right now? Do I feel wealthy? Do I feel successful? Do I feel joy in this? Yes? Great. Mission accomplished. That's the most important thing is the emotion of it. And so that's what I mean when I say I want to live from vision and abundance. Intentional moving through the world and and feeling, constantly creating experience for my subconscious that I've got options. I am at cause in the world. That's awesome. That's amazing. Uh, I, well, yeah, I mean, easier said than done. Yeah. Yeah. It's a practice but, for sure. But, uh, I'm so happy to hear you, especially you say these things and it's inspiring too. And I hope our listeners are as inspired as I am because that is, like I said, easier said than done. And, uh, and this whole, and I said it again on our road trip, like this whole analogy of, of feeling if you're drowning, it's hard to feel like you can swim. And uh, I'm so glad that, that things don't feel that way anymore and that um, I'm swimming and we're swimming. And by we, I mean Jasmine and I, but you and I as well. Yeah, yeah and it's totally a choice. <laughs> like that's the next point. It is, like, it is a choice and, 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 and that's you know sort of the only issue is that sometimes we feel like we don't have the choice. Yeah. Which is not true. It's never true. Never true. Yeah. Cool, man. And then you only have one more thing left here on your What's Next, which is um, uh, NaNoWriMo's coming up again, National Novel Writing Month. And um, you have Rewrite Tank. Was that the name of the, the book that you wrote last year? Yeah, that's the working title for it. And oh. uh, and I like I said, I sort of wrote a vomit draft of it uh, during last year's NaNoWriMo. And uh, I, have, I sort of dabbled in it over the, the months. Um, but it's, I think, having that sort of sprint approach to it that's social and team oriented, you know, that NaNoWriMo provides. Um, I want to actually rewrite that book from scratch. I mean, basically rewrite everything that I wrote, just pull up the old draft and just retype it and, uh, really flesh it out. And I, I, I want to finish that story. I think it's a story that, um, is ready to be told and that I want to have out in the world. And, uh, it's another creative adventure. So that's, uh, that's on my list for what's next this quarter is to rewrite that book during NaNoWriMo. Nice. Yeah. Nice, man. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So that uh, that sums up uh, both of our reviews. Yeah. Sums up that that final that finishes that completes. There we go. <laughs> We're finishers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So again, anybody listening um, that might like to do this kind of thing, uh, just ask yourself those three questions: What worked? What didn't work? What's next? Uh, for this next 90 days share them with us inside the membership outside of the membership we'll be posting ours like i said both in the show notes and in the membership so you can just see how we do it and uh, print it out put it up on your wall and take action every day to make that that stuff happen uh that's about all the time we have for we're gonna 
do our picks of the week and, and listener comments and questions and stuff when we return to our regular episode format next week. But anything you wanted to add, AJ, before we, we get out of here? No, just uh, again, I mean, I know we do it almost every time we do one of these quarterly reviews, but at the end, I always just like to say thank you for, um, you know, sharing and being vulnerable and being willing to, you know, ask each other some, some not necessarily, I don't want to say like tough questions, but, you know, it, we, we know each other, you know, for, we've known each other for so long, we know each other better than, than, than most people. And I think that you have insight into who I be uh, that goes beyond uh, family sometimes, you know, and uh, and I just want to, you know, thank you for that. And and um, yeah, just express my gratitude for these episodes and for for your inspiration and insight with them. Thank you, man. That feeling is very, very mutual. Well, today's episode, uh, episode 252, our Q3 review episode, uh, was produced and co-hosted by me, Trevor Algott, and AJ Meyer. Jen Levin is our production coordinator. Gadali Gubrek is our marketing and web director. Deborah Smith is our community manager. Timothy Patrick Waterman is our director of public relations. Trevor Algott, that's me, edited and mixed today's episode and composed our theme and interview music and Fern Lim designed our logo. You can sign up for our weekly email dispatch and listen to all of our episodes at our website, InsideActing.net. You can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and iTunes. And if you do nothing else, a favorable reviews, a favorable favorable review on the aforementioned iTunes goes a long, long way because it helps other people discover the show. Big thanks to our sponsors, Rehearsal Pro and VO2GoGo.com. And big thanks to you guys uh, listening. If you dig the show and you really want to plug into the community, maximize the value of what you learn uh, in your life and career. And by the way, we have some really cool conversations happening for episode 300, which um, uh, are really going to leverage the community for those of us that choose to partake in what we're thinking about. So... Uh, the, the membership will play a, a sort of central pivotal role in that, I believe. So, uh, if you want to be part of that and really just kind of plug into the, the inner circle of the podcast and, and, and support the continued production of it, you can sign up as a member and get cool perks. You can, uh, obviously access that inner circle message board. You get invites to exclusive member meetups, discounts, fun freebies, special bonus content. That's all, uh, $7 a month and you can sign up as a member by visiting insideacting.net and clicking on the membership tab. If that's not for you, totally cool, totally understandable. You can make a one-time, no-strings-attached, tax-deductible contribution to the show, if you'd like, by visiting insideacting.net slash contribute. And uh, suggested donation is a dollar per episode if you get a lot out of this. Of course, uh, there's no requirement to do it, but it certainly helps us out and pays pays it forward. Hmm. Yeah. Well, that is it for episode 252 of Inside Acting. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week. And in the meantime, what's next? <laughs> <laughs>